forever. Dog. Julia came to live with the Bryants. She claimed to be their cousin. This week on the podcast, Wes Craven's Summer of Fear. And welcome to another episode of Teen Creeps. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent, and I am joined by our low dunk correspondent. You may know him from Nintendo Cartridge Society podcaster Patrick Ellers is here. Thank Hi, you so much for having me back. <laughs> you just bent. I just bent like all the way forward. All the way forward. Your legs are up. Do you know that I'm a flexible man? I actually am not surprised by this. I didn't know this. Because I'm a lanky individual. But a lot of lanky people are not. Flexible, we've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> we did just talk about very this. Very yes. tall, linky people that can't bend. So but I don't, you're very flexible. Thank you. I do not often, I have not recently, I guess, put my bendiness to, to the, the test. test. Okay. But like, I did just fold myself in half, right? You did. Like, um, and I know, <laughs> yes, we're both taking turns putting our heads down on the to couch see. where we are sitting, right? Um, but like, when I was a kid, I would do. The, you know, cross legs with like both feet on top. Oh, yes. I loved um, doing that. That It always hurt one of my ankles, though. Mm. Not you? No. Well, so... Do you I have used Ehlers-Danos to, Syndrome? I, no, I don't. Even though it's named... It has the same last yeah. name as me. <laughs> yeah. Because that's that flexibility thing. Uh, well, so I used to be able to do the both feet on top. No. Didn't have to touch my legs to do it. Oh, you could just get into it. I could just get into it. But now you have to kind of... Let's test it. Okay, let's I don't test know. it. Okay. I don't know. I Are you going to do it? I can't believe you just freaking did that. I just did it. I just did You're it. You're sitting here right now doing it. I... My legs are crossed. Okay. And my feet are... What on... if you threw up right now? <laughs> <laughs> or just like shit the couch. <laughs> well, and like, uh... I mean, it's... I have to use my hands, but I can... Oh, no, maybe I can't get my... They are... You just touched your foot I... to your head. Yeah, I can do that. What the fuck? I was going to try to put it behind my head, but I can't do that Hold anymore. On. I'm, I'm forty. S- <laughs> I'm <gonna> see- <laughs> I am not flexible. I'm a very inflexible in in body. Yes, in mind, <laughs> but not in spirit. In spirit and mind, I'm quite flexible. Right, right, right. And me, I'm very rigid. <laughs> oh, my, actually, this is true. You are quite rigid mm-hmm. in spirit, but you're flexible in body. Listeners, let us know if you're flexible in body. Are Are we just saying just body and spirit? Is there also like? I think that's I think that's it. You can be flexible in uh, body. Father, ghost, and the holy. Yeah, that's that's Father, right. Father, son, and the holy ghost. That's right. That's right. Um, we watched. We did watch. My dishwasher is going off right now. In case you guys hear it, actually, I'm just pissing really hard. It's like so this hard. This is the third piss conversation with Patrick. It won't be the last. We would. <laughs> We will continue to have piss conversations until we educate each other about piss Christ, like again, again, for some reason. I mean, Patrick is a real piss queen. We know this mm-hmm, to be that's true. Right. Um, I was what I was watching an episode of South Park today. Oh, Sarah and I were talking about South Park. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because uh, we were watching stuff on uh on on HBO and the documentary Six Days to Air, um, mm. which is like the documentary yeah. of how they make an episode of South Park in less than a week. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, animation, that's wild. Oh, it's nuts. It's not just for anything, for really. For anything. Um, like for this show, for this podcast, we rehearse for like seven or eight, yeah, days, seven or eight days. And then there's like writing sessions after yeah. that, before and, and after. Like breakout and then, groups. And... Right. And it, it takes like a month and a half to do one yeah. of these shows. Yeah. Um, but it takes the South Park guys uh, six days. Uh, and so like they... 
uh, this documentary, which I remember watching when it came out, mm-hmm. um, was just like one of the thumbnails on on HBO Max. And I was like, oh, Sarah, have you have you seen this thing? It's like it's impressive and like strange to watch these guys go through this process. And I haven't really watched South Park in a um, in many many years at at this point. Um, but just like watching Six Days to Air, like gave me that bug of like yeah. I want to I want to like see the product of like these fucking maniacs. Yeah. Um, South Park was good, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. South Park's good and funny, and like it's so of a specific moment mm-hmm. that like I am frequently like oh, fuck this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. it's it's a uh, it's executing on it's has a lot in common with. The most recent Matrix movie. Did you see a Matrix? No, Re- I didn't. Resurrections. I didn't. Um, I loved it because it's like a middle finger to everyone watching it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Like it is. A, it's a sincere fuck you to anyone who gives a shit about mm-hmm, the movie, mm-hmm. um, and about like the the Matrix franchise. And that's so rare to actually see someone like stick to a genuine fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the South Park guys do it all the time. Yeah. Um. So like I. I get sometimes the show makes me upset mm-hmm. and I'm like, these guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, but like, that's what they're, that's the art. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's just like Piss Christ. <laughs> it's, it is just like Piss Christ. Mm-hmm. Very controversial. Mm, very makes controversial. You think. Makes you think. But watch that six days to air. It's so fucking like, it I also, will. um, Trey Parker like drops some of like really insightful, just like, um, like casually genius, like writing tips. Oh my God. Really? Um, yeah. Well, cause he's, he's talking about like, uh, uh, that he he writes everything right like mm-hmm. they have a, a writer's room and then like he just goes off and and does it and like Matt Stone just sort of like hangs out and is his muse or mm-hmm. something it's not clear mm-hmm. what their partnership is um but uh there there's a part in there where he's like uh okay well we're getting to the part in the week where like I really should have this finished and the script is like 50 pages and you know it's a half hour show so yeah. it needs to be like half that and so now's the part where I'm going through and taking all the where I see three scenes where this happens and this happens and this happens and changing it from a this happens therefore this happens mm-hmm. but this mm-hmm, happens mm-hmm. so like just That's like really interesting. just like laying out and and like he's just as he's explaining his process, it's just a lot of like very like, and it, it seems like stuff that he came to on his own. That's cool. Rather than having been taught. I don't know. I just, I, I really enjoyed the documentary and it has the added benefit of um, Bill Hader is in the writer's room for, uh, for the, the episode that they're writing. Really? Um, and he contributes nothing. Great. Like he, Trey or Matt will like pitch a joke and he repeats it and laughs. <laughs> Perfect. It's awesome. Perfect. Um, I will check that out. Actually, it's fun. It's a it's feature fun. length. It's no. It's forty two minutes. It's like Ooh. it's like the length of two episodes of South Park. Ooh, give it to me. Yeah, nice give and short. Get in and out. I just watched the Waco documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Similar vibes. Yep. Yep. I did have a panic attack later that night. Oh my god. Mm, like thinking about it or no separate okay it was just about my life but you were keyed up because of it you think yes i think so because i binged the whole thing in one go how wait how long is it's many i want to say three episodes okay maybe four and each ep is like an hour they're long i want to say at least 40 minutes okay Okay. (laughs) and it was just i mean i knew i knew that waco was like a result of massive fuck-ups by the government right but the extent to which it was and the way, I mean, like 
are you familiar with the Waco incident? So I'm I'm more familiar with like I know that like Waco is uh, in some ways like a response to Ruby Ridge, and I'm more like mm. tuned into that. But to like Ruby the Ridge. Okay. the uh, the like ins and outs of of Waco, no, I've not I've not watched this documentary. Or oh my god! Like. Okay, this is not a true crime podcast. However, um, so <laughs> the Branch Davidians um, right. were a cult, and this part always it, this part is really funny to me though because like so they have ex-branch davidians like survivors of waco sure talking on the show or on the documentary and they're like uh they keep being like oh well um they just didn't let us live like they were not letting us just like do what we wanted to do blah blah, blah. right but i'm like but david was fucking kids though Right. So, right. what about that part? Like, there are some laws that we d- like. Yeah, a cab, but like, <laughs> yeah, but also like you but guys like, were no letting him fuck please. children, yeah. and yeah. like also you were doing like arms deals. So there was stuff going on with you in your compound, right? But it truly was. It was like, um, so uh, fuck, I'm forgetting his name for some reason. Uh, uh, date Branch Davidians. Hey Siri. <laughs> Who was the leader of the Branch Davidians? David Crash. So David Crash uh, ran the Branch Davidians. They were doing arms deals, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's like a lot of other stuff that like I won't touch on that's like leading up to this event. Mm-hmm. But basically, it is so infuriating the whole time. Okay. So they're like, okay, we have this warrant to search for these guns. Um, and we're going to go upon the, co- the compound. Right. And we're going to execute on this but it's a surprise right and we need to act quickly we need to work under cover of like surprise one of the press is tipped off that they're going to do this one of the reporters can't find his way he stops and he sees a postman he says can you tell me the way to uh sesame street (laughs) (laughs) yes to where the branch dividends are i forget what it's called uh uh mount car mount Carmel, I think, probably. I will look it up later. Okay. Whatever. Um, but he's like, Can you show me the way? And the guy's like, Why? And he's like, Oh, because the 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 what? cops are gonna do a thing. Uh, uh uh they're gonna raid the place and they have a search warrant. He was part of the fucking cult. Of course he is. He runs back, he tells them, and they're like, fuck, it's all fucking going down. There is a standoff for like, I wanna say 60 to 80 days. The first, the the beginning part was a couple days of just nonstop firefighting. Uh, I think like four um, uh, arms, like I, th- I think the branch of the uh, government that was originally doing it is the arms. Oh, the tobacco firearms. Yeah. Uh, and ATF agents. ATF, there we go. Yeah. So Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Yes. So they're in a standoff against these guys. Um, and then there's like these like hostage guys like hostage recovery guys <laughs> okay who also come and they're part of fbi that makes sense and they're like we're gonna like but meanwhile there's like this hostage negotiator who's like working like getting david crush to trust him all right, this hard work right. all this hard work all this hard work and then the fbi would c- rush in and like run over all their cars with their tanks come in with tanks they're like knocking shit down like right, all this right, stuff right so then david would be like you guys are fucking lying like right. you're lying. You said that it was. We have women and children in here, and they did. Um, he was fucking both. <laughs> he was fucking both. Um, so then they sent some children out, 
because they negotiated that they would send some children out. But then a majority, like the rest of the people were in there. What results then is they're like, you know what? We're going to do, this is after however many right. days, 60 to 80, I can't remember. Um, They use a tank to break into the door, like the house that they're all in to squirt tear gas into there. <laughs> With like a little, like, you know, the it's flower. Like a little yeah. He's a clown, but yeah. he's got mace in he's there. He's got mace in there. So shooting tear gas in there. Right. Um, they can't get out. Now there's questions about who lit these fires. It's probably the Branch Davidians did this, someone, but they're trapped in there, lit the entire place on fire. The entire thing goes up in explosive flames because of all the arms. Because they've got all these guns. Yeah. And I think 60 people, including 30 children, burned to death. It's such a quintessentially like American. Yes thing right because there's an american spiritualism element to it there's an american spiritualism there's too many fucking guns too many guns and there's too many uh branches of the government that aren't accountable Mm -hmm. to each other that are have too much power there's excessive force yep yep um it truly was like such a massive fuck up on every level yeah um and of course the branch divinians are not innocent in this right but the i would say the main people who fucked up were the government right um, I know less about Ruby Ridge yeah, than I, mean, I, I do about Waco. I mean, R- Ruby Ridge is a, uh, like a, a similar situation where they, well, I'm just going to get all the fucking details wrong. Yeah. So I'm not going to really, uh, dig into it, but like a, a similar scenario where there's like a family hold up in like their compound, yeah. um, and like they're harboring a fugitive and the, um, like FBI and whoever else on the scene, like one dude takes like a stray shot and then it's like someone dies yeah. and then like all hell breaks loose from there. Yeah. That it becomes like a shootout. Cause like, yeah, as soon as someone dies, as soon as someone gets shot, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, then you're at war. Yeah. Yeah. And these people, especially when they're zealot- zealots like that, yeah, think that they are dying. Like that, like a lot of the people that were interviewed were like, those people thought they were dying for God. Right. Because oh, also David Crush was like, I'm the second coming. I'm the Messiah. Right. Well, and like all you really need for like that cult of personality is mm-hmm. just like, you don't even necessarily need to believe that, that person is God. You just need to believe that they're worth dying for. Yes. We're recording this, by the way, on the uh, evening of Donald Trump being indicted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so who knows? We may have one of these things coming up yeah. uh, at any any day now. Yeah. Uh, which is terrifying. I don't think at this point anyone is willing to die for Donald Trump. I don't know. I now? think the thing is, the people who are still behind that dude are like we're whittling off the even like remotely sane. It's folks yes, at this we're point. whittling off the people that are just uninformed and not right because he still has super fans. He does. You're right. I forgot about those people. Hmm. I encountered one of those people recently, actually. Oh, you did? I went to Chili's with Lucas. (laughs) Well, first, okay, I need to explain how this came about. This is a great story. So, do you know it? No, I just, the story that is, we went to Chili's and met a a mega Trump supporter is uh, very exciting to me. So, I get a text from Lucas. Can you call me? I was like, oh my God, is he okay? Is everything okay? So, I call him and he's like, have you eaten? And I was like, no. And he's like... I want baby back ribs. And I was like, huh? And he's like, chilies. And I was like, I know. Okay. Barbecue sauce. Yeah, barbecue sauce. And so we had to go to Monrovia, (laughs) 
We drove to Monrovia. This is a time-honored tradition, by the way, in <laughs> Los Angeles, where you're like, I want some like sit-down, fast, casual mm-hmm. uh, bullshit. And like in the city- We don't have that. We don't really have that. We've got like- a hundred Denny's and get, then like nothing else. You can get Olive Garden if you go to Glendale or Burbank. I've yeah, and I've been to and, I've been to the Glendale one. Right, I've been to that Glendale one. Um, and there's like an CPKs, islands up there. There's yeah. islands. Mm-hmm. You can get a couple, but Red Lobster, same thing. You have to go to Monrovia. You got to go to Monrovia or Inglewood, I believe. Right. Um, but yes, but like Chili's, TGI Fridays. I guess there's an Outback in uh in. Glendale, although it may not be there anymore. I don't know. I know there's an Acapulco in Glendale. Yeah. And the Buffalo Wild Wings. BW3s. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Why? Okay. I'm Buffalo so glad- Wild Wings and Weck. And Weck? What's, mm-hmm. what's Weck? Weck sandwiches. Oh. Yeah. I had um, to look that up. Because I, I had also heard it as BW3s and like said that at some point. Someone was like, what are you talking about? Just Buffalo Wild Wings. It's only two Ws. I thought that too. And I was like, well, I know I've heard BW3s yeah, before. because they used to be called Buffalo Wild Wings and Whack. Okay, great. So that explains it for you. Okay, so you have to go out to- So we go Monroe. to Monrovia. <laughs> so first of all, there's like a little bit of a line exiting the freeway. And Lucas is like, oh, everyone's trying to go to Chili's. And right. I was like, I- He was right. <laughs> don't think so. Well, we get off. It actually is quite crowded in the parking lot. Yes, because this is also like the scenario. I mean, this was years fucking ago now, but when when we went to uh, Red Lobster, yes, it was popping. It was popping, um, like just because it just is. Like people make the pilgrimage yeah. out to the suburbs to eat at these places. Yes, so that was what was happening at uh, Fridays. Fridays, no, Chili's. Chili's. Right. So we get there, mm-hmm. and the waitress is like. Well, we're like, what's the wait for two? We And she's like, do you have a reservation? I was like, no. And she was like, it'll be five to 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lucas goes. Apologetically. And then Lucas goes, I'm too hungry to wait. And I was like, what? what? So we sit at the bar. Okay. Which is fine. I like sitting at the bar. Yeah, you get better be service fun. there. Right. Uh, and you can get the full menu. That's fine. But it was hilarious to me. I did laugh quite hard. So we go. We sit at the bar. Uh-huh. And we're eating, which, by the way, I mean, if you want cheap eats, it's not going to be good for you. Right. But he ordered, get this, burger, came with fries, and then triple cheese, triple triple dips. Uh-huh. So you get the chips, and then you get like salsa and two quesos or whatever. $12. $12. And a drink. Wow. And it was a margarita. Can you believe? That's, wait. Yes. What? Yes. A margarita? Yes. $12. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, the last summer, I went to a college reunion with my buddy Ethan mm-hmm. in Appleton, Wisconsin. Mm. Um, and uh, Ethan and I went like ahead of the the group that we were staying with. So we were there like one extra night because mm-hmm. um, we were traveling from the furthest away. So we just right. like wanted, the, you know, whatever. Um, but so we are... Uh, we're staying at this crappy hotel um, just off the main drag, College Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was a Texas Roadhouse in the- Whoa. Yeah. In like the, the same parking lot as, as the hotel. And we had spent like a, a lot of the day walking around the like downtown area, which is closer to, to the actual school. Um, but there was, uh, there was like a, a classic Midwest storm coming in and yeah. like, there was a tornado siren and all this stuff. Um, and so like we got an Uber back to the hotel and we're like, okay, fuck it. We're just going to like hunker down at the hotel. Yeah. 
Um, but when we got back to the hotel, the fire alarm was blaring and we we're like, okay, I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Wisconsin is either burning down or blowing away yeah. as we're visiting it. Um, and so we're like, okay, well, let's just go to the Texas Roadhouse next door. I'm vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to eat? Ethan's vegan. <gasps> Rice, maybe? Uh, well, so they, they have like virtually nothing on the menu that like the the french fries are, are, fat, are no they are not the, the french fries are actually good oh, okay um and there was like one other thing on the menu um but we were you know sitting sitting in the booth and like looking at this thing being like what the what the fuck are we gonna do yeah um and the waitress comes up to the table you know like 19 and yeah. like it's her first she's training right it's her right. first week and and we're like hey this is gonna be super annoying yeah. but uh we need some vegan food yeah yeah uh, and she was like okay let me let me go ask if we have anything that yeah is that uh, and she brings over like a manager who is vegan and is like here's here's what i eat when Whoa. i eat here um and so it was like uh, French fries. It was uh, broccoli without the like bacon that yeah. normally comes with it. Um, and she made up like a sauce that like she's just like mixing together like other condiments right. and stuff. Um, and so you know we spent like twenty dollars on uh, beers, French fries, broccoli, and this like magic dipping sauce that she made. Was the sauce good? Yeah, it was really good. It was like uh, spicy. It had a, like a good like horseradishy kind of kick to it. Um, it was great, and uh, so we tipped her a hundred bucks because we were like, "Thank you." That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Sorry, we're so fucking weird. Uh, was there more to the uh, baby back ribs? Did he get his baby back ribs? No, he didn't get ribs. He got the deal. Oh, oh, I see. I see. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and then so we were sitting, and I just hear in my ear this man that's like. Well, you know, our current president's a complete fucking idiot. You know what? Uh, what did he say? Elon Musk's our savior because he's telling us the truth. Truly. Elon Musk? Musk? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, cause he's putting a, shining a light on what all these this liberal media doesn't want you to know. And, uh, uh, you, know, you know, Trump's going to run again. And, uh, uh, you know, those, those millennials, they're idiots. They're going to vote for, they'd vote for Biden again if they could. And I was like, if they could, I'm like, what are you, what are you, what talking, are you talking about? about? Like they, you, they can and they will. Like, I don't, I truly don't understand. But it was like pretty much nonstop. Yeah. And um, I was like, I might die if I have to hear this man anymore. It was fine. He like eventually quieted down because the gentleman that he had met at the bar left. So mm. he didn't have anyone else to talk to. He didn't to. have a buddy anymore. No. Um, I was recently at the Peterson Automotive Museum. Mm, here I saw in your Los pictures. Angeles. You saw the car. I, cars. I saw a bunch. I saw a bunch of cars. Uh, I saw the Batmobile. Cool. Um, that place is cool. It, it's kind of cool. There's. It's like a dad place. It's definitely a dad place. I bump up against the part of it that's like cars are a part of our American identity. Oh and yeah, why, because of like know, the Ford. Yeah, thing. like yeah. really mythologizing it and like. Yeah. You know, it's I drive a car because I have to, yeah. you know, but like I think they're kind of a, a social ill, you know, like, yeah, uh, it is more and likely in particular in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's more likely that we'll die in a car accident than like any other way. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I don't it's it's not good. Um, but there's there's a whole like wing of the thing that is committed to um, electric vehicles and Tesla. So mm -hmm. there's like a little bit too much like Elon Musk wankery in Ew. there of like. 
uh, a man with a vision. Oh my god! <laughs> and all this bullshit and like you know designs drawn on napkins and uh, stuff oh like that. Oh my god! Uh, so like I I know that that shit is real and that like people do worship that guy, but like that's not fun. anyone I know. I mean, I even I, I do have a buddy who is, uh, or at least was for a long time, a, a Musk apologist, mm. being like the car is cool, and you know, like the SpaceX stuff. Big space guy, so like big fan oh, of you know. SpaceX. That's the thing, though. People that are obsessed with space, right? They kind of are like, oh, well, I, like I like the stuff that Elon Musk is doing with SpaceX, blah blah. And like, I think SpaceX has been a like successful arm of the musk venture mm-hmm. that it like genuinely you should maybe is just doing focus cool on that just go to space guy it's mm-hmm. fine did you um read the interview with william shatner after he came back from space amazing hated it yeah well and, and i mean i think i would be freaked out yeah well it, just to have like your entire this the scope of your existence mm-hmm. just like uh, totally warped by seeing the earth floating i can in imagine nothing. that in my bed though you, you can imagine it, but you can't see no, it. No, I know. I think I would really have trouble. I have no desire to go to space, I think. There are a lot of no. people who really want to go. My dad. See, it's Is it's it a the Sputnik that, thing? Is it the Sputnik era? What do you mean? Oh, like people uh, that were alive for that, that like yeah. want to go? Like, like, or like, you know. Hmm. When like the space race was part of like. Your life. Proving that the culture you were a part of is like dominant and important. Mm-hmm. And just like. During your formative years, being right. fed this thing of like space, the final frontier, like right. I know I'm mixing up fiction and fact, but you know what I mean. Like no, but like, like there's, there's a reason why that shit was so because Trek comes around in the '60s, mm-hmm. right? Like we land on Star Trek comes out before we walk on the moon, right? Mm-hmm. Like just an insane like little thing to like mm-hmm. think about. Um, but yeah, like it it makes sense that it would be part of like the American cultural identity mm-hmm. to want to be in space. Yeah. When just like this idea of, I think kind of touching on what you were talking about uh, on public domain theater lately, we've been reading a lot of uh, science fiction from pulp magazines. Oh yeah. Um, because a lot of times they're like published in like the forties uh, and fifties and yeah. never renewed their copyright. So it's really, really interesting reading science fiction, most of which taking place in space before mm-hmm. the advent of space travel. We've not talked about this movie at all. <laughs> we'll get to it. 27 minutes. <laughs> 27. We'll get to it. We're talking about space. We're talking about space right now, and it's very interesting. Here's the thing. Yeah. We've talked about Summer of Fear, the book, already. Already. So, like, that happens, but Linda Blair is there. Yeah. So I, I recently watched uh, Sunshine again. Have you seen Sunshine? The Sunshine. Danny Boyle movie? No. It is uh, a a movie about um, the the Earth's sun is dying and mm, it needs to be scary. it needs to be restarted uh, by like launching a, a giant uh, you know atomic fission bomb in, into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first mission, the Icarus One, uh, failed. It didn't did not successfully deliver its payload, and so we join Icarus Two um, as they're getting like close to the sun, and it's a very like. Um, I mean, it's Danny Boyle directed um, and uh, starring Killian Murphy. And, when did it come out? Uh, like 2004, maybe. Mm. Um, uh, at Chris Evans is in there, uh, pre-Captain America, wow. Chris Evans. Um, uh, a, a bunch of other people. Like, it's the, the cast is stacked. Um, and it's all about them, like, slowly going insane as they, like, get closer and closer to the sun mm-hmm, and are mm-hmm. just, like, can't turn off the um, being, like, 
awed by it. Yeah. Even though it's this thing that like if you're exposed directly to it at, at that so so close to it, you're just gonna burn up instantly. Mm-hmm. And then like on the flip side, there's just like space out there where like that'll freeze you to death. Um and so it's this like uh it almost has a, like a little bit of an alien vibe to yeah. it um, of them like uh, coming across the wreck of the uh, Icarus one and trying to figure out like uh, Benedict Wong is in this movie too. Um, it rules. It uh, sounds great. It, it's so is it sort of like mm, less dark event horizon. Definitely less dark event horizon. It has more in common with the like, um, interstellar gravity kind of moon yes yes yeah, I loved yeah. Moon. there we go there we go okay. F- found some good comps here okay um but no it's it's a great fucking flick um and gets like very uh like scary and crazy by the end yeah that's cool um what uh, is it called again it's it's called sunshine sunshine uh-huh. yeah it's very good that's um, cool but yeah I, I i was just i've just been thinking a lot about like space stuff lately why are we talking about space Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk yeah. who is our savior. Who is our savior. He will save us from Biden and the deep state. Mm-hmm. And the lizard people. <sighs> I'm okay with the lizard people. Like, Well, I'm glad because guess what? No! <laughs> 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 um, okay, Summer of Fear. <laughs> Linda, Fa- Linda Blair's in it. She plays the girl. Rachel. Rachel. Mm-hmm. I actually thought this was a pretty good adaptation of the movie. The I book. did too. It, it, yeah. Uh, its reviews are awful. Really? I liked this movie. People hate this movie. I liked it. So it's a made-for-TV movie from 1978. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Wes fucking Craven. Mm-hmm. Um, and like... A, other than the fact that it, it has like a, it uses the the house is like the one set we spend mm-hmm. like eighty percent of the movie in this house. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that makes it feel like a made for TV movie. To yeah. Me. Like otherwise, and it got a, like a theatrical release in Europe or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I agree, it holds up really well and is like some some of the joys of it are the like look how crappy this is and yeah. like look how. Uh, bad it is mm-hmm. but it's wholly enjoyable yeah and i thought the performances were really good i thought so too i thought linda blair was really good i thought the girl that plays um uh the cousin yeah uh hold on the 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 the, the, the witch julia yeah uh lee purcell plays julia grant mm-hmm. i thought she was really good um first tv appearance of fran drescher okay an an a, a, a parent star a- like from the get-go. Every scene she's in, you can't help. But, like, it's brighter. Right. And it's not just because she's wearing the shortest shorts. Shortest booty you've shorts you've ever, ever seen, seen in your life. But she just has so much life and vitality mm-hmm. and, like, just... Presence. Presence. Yeah. She has that star cue. She's fun and funny and warm. Yes. And, yeah. Like, it's, it is remarkable to see... Yes. To see this. Because truly, it's like, she has something special. Yeah. Something's and it doesn't hurt that she's so beautiful, so like so knock you down beautiful, and again, not just because of the shortest booty shorts. No, you've no, ever no, seen no, 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 but just like her face and just like the way she carries herself and the confidence and f- she feels so real and lived in. And she's yes. a minor character in this. She's a very minor character. She plays a nurse who is uh, Rachel's friend. This was also really interesting to me because Linda Blair looks like she's sixteen. Yes, how and- old would she have been in this? Uh, let's see. She... Because when's Exorcist? Uh, 1973. Okay, so she 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 was born in 59. So she's, al- she's almost 30. Linda Blair's almost 30 in this movie? 
Wait, can that be? No. No, no, no. no. She's almost 20. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like... She, she's she's 19 in this movie. Yeah, she okay. looks she looks quite young. Yes. Um but I guess in this movie she's like I don't know, having a gap year. What's going on with her? She's not in school. Yeah, it's not well, it's summer. Summer of this fear. Is the summer of fear. One of the additions of the movie over the book is that she's a horse girl. This horse thing. This horse thing. I tell you. It's it, it's not happening in the book. It's not happening in the book. In the book she has a dog. And the dog freaks out. Right. In the movie, she has a horse named Stardust. Right. <laughs> and it's just her and Stardust riding around, and she's about to do a competition. Right. I'm going to tell you something. That competition sucked. Oh, it was awful. Like, barely doing anything, like riding the horse on a bridge. <laughs> and then, like, okay, the part with the tires. Yeah. What I was the, the horse, horse supposed was, to do? I thought the horse was going to put its feet in the tire. In each tire. Because that's what you normally do when it, you run the tires. It did in between the tires. Right. I mean, maybe someone set that up being like, I don't know, is this something horses do? And then Linda Blair got there with the horse and was like, the horse can't do that. Yeah. And they're like, well, just have it walk through. See what happens. Um, um, see, Linda Blair is a horse girl. In real life. In real life. And she, she was is, good at riding it. She's, yeah, for real riding the horse. Yeah. And her boyfriend in this um, is like her Mike. horse coach. Mike. Yeah. Right. right. He's the horse coach. Um, and in the book, he's just like, he's just like hot boyfriend. He's just right? a boyfriend. Um, but like- <laughs> he looks a little less comfortable on the horse. He does. Um, she looks so comfortable on the she horse. She looks so comfortable on the horse. And like that's, uh, I was reading just like trivia that they, the reason that that's even in the movie at all is because she was into horses. And they're like, okay, great. So we'll just have like horse girl B plot here. Yeah. And that, and it fits like perfectly in this context. It actually makes for a pretty scary scene when the yes. horse is attacking the girl. And like the horse, the horse does punch its way into a, a window, <laughs> which is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Also, when it's stomping her, yeah, or trying to stomp her, it's like very obvious that it's just like someone holding a stick, right? That's just like that has poking, a horseshoe on the end, yeah, like poking yeah. near her. But I did think that the thought of that's very scary. No, it's it's way scarier than like whatever kind of dog they had in the yeah. book, like because it was also like they didn't have like a big dog. No. It's like I, I pictured it as like a small like twenty pound dog, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and this like there's there's something about like freaking a horse out, yeah, that like. I've known tons of dogs to be freaked out by human beings. Like, yeah. That's not that weird. But like a horse. A horse that will then charge at you that has never had scary behavior yeah. ever. And horses are very dangerous. Like yeah. all of that weight onto one little hoof. It's too it'll much. It'll go right through you. One little hoof. That's how Don Draper's dad died. <laughs> he got kicked by a horse. That's right. That's right. Was it a horse or was it? Uh, I think it was a donkey. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A mule or donkey. It's, it, that's so much less dignified. Yeah, I know <laughs> that you're a drunk who died from getting kicked by a fucking donkey. I gotta rewatch that show again. That show rips. It's so good. I keep seeing like uh, clips and like screen grabs from it on like uh, Twitter or mm-hmm. Insta that like I'm just like, oh yeah, this show's fucking awesome. Every moment of it is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just watch Mad Men. <laughs> Let's just watch Mad Men. Um. But yeah, so the horse, so that's the new addition is that she's a horse girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's doing her horse competition. I also thought it was crazy that like when instantly they're like, the horse's leg is broken. We have to kill it right now. Let's inject it right here. (laughs) I was like, whoa. On the spot. On the spot. I have This guy came running up with a syringe in his face. Also, it was like the idea that like that little amount 
would kill an entire horse. That's Impossible. so scary and dangerous. It, that can't be real, right? You've got to inject like a ton of a ton of poison a ton, into a right? horse. How do you kill a horse? I thought they say shoot it. Right, because they the shoot head. they shoot horses, don't they? If they broke their leg, right? Right. Or they send them to the glue factory. But Is I guess they're a- dead before they go to the glue factory. That's right. They don't kill them at the glue factory. <laughs> they just throw them in a vat. This is the murder room. <laughs> Um, no, is is that a uh, is is it like a book or a short story or a movie called They Shoot Horses? Don't they? There's something called really? they, sh- they Shoot Horses, don't they? Really, I've never heard of it. Hey Siri, <laughs> what is They Shoot Horses? Don't they? 1969 American psychological drama directed by uh, Sidney Pollack. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, I don't know anything about it other than its name. Uh, wow. They shoot horses. That sounds cool. It does sound cool. Let's watch it. And then let's watch Mad Men. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. It's based off a book. This guy. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, This guy was not going to shoot the horse. He was just going to inject it with like a little A little, like a human sized syringe. Yeah, that's right. But I guess it would have been pretty funny if he comes running up with this (laughs) giant giant syringe. syringe. (laughs) Like one of those ones that they use to inseminate horses. Well, so this is what I'm saying is that like if you're going to inseminate a horse, you need like so much horse cum. I know. So then why do you need just a little bit of poison? No, you need a ton of horse cum. How crazy is that poison? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, But that's like an hour into the movie. How much horse cum (laughs) do you think it would take if you injected the horse cum? Before you got full? Oh. like four soup bowls <laughs> do i have to eat it cold or can it be warm <laughs> can i dip crackers in it that would just fill ew <laughs> so gross i was gonna just fill you up and i just like thought of like just gloppy fucking horse cum i'm gonna die it's no good so we need to hard pivot that's disgusting <laughs> so bad <laughs> I hate this. Okay. Wow. It doesn't help that I just had a green smoothie and so my stomach's like so full with like gloppy shit. Okay. Oh boy. Uh so this horse like does not like this girl. <laughs> right. Spoiler alert, it dies because it like freaks out uh during a competition because uh she's been uh doing magic on it. Right. So as you probably remember, long story short, this cousin arrives, her parents died. She in a moves, car accident. In a car accident. Along with their housekeeper. Along with their housekeeper. Mm-hmm. She moves in. Sarah. Sarah. She has an Ozarks accent. That's weird because the girl only used to live there during the summers. Normally she should be in Boston, so she should sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah, she should be like, hey, is Matt around? Yeah. Um, so, and she should be saying slurs a lot. So. <laughs> probably would in the Ozarks as well. Yeah, <laughs> To be fair. Would, yeah. Um, uh, she seems nice, but there's like something up with her. Uh, everyone seems very enchanted by her, except for the main character, Rachel. Right. Um, Rachel thinks there's some thinks there's something up with her. Her horse there's, doesn't like a, her. A, everyone is enchanted by her, but especially the men and boys. In, yes, in her world. very yeah. much so. Um, except for the neighbor, the friend, professor guy. Right. Who's, there's there's Professor yeah. Guy. But Professor Guy is uh he's an anthropologist and so he's That's tuned right. into uh witchcraft and uh mystical practices of uh the swamp people, of the mountain people, mm-hmm. of uh any little pocket of Americana yeah. where they are practicing some kind of supernatural ability. Right. So uh 
hard to track because just like every Lois Duncan story, there's like nothing that happens. No, it really basically all that happens is that the horse dies. The dad gets seduced. There is something a little bit different in seeing it happen. I agree I with that. I was so disgusted. It's gross when the dad is... and, and When they're the, feeding each other grapes and they're going like, mm, ah. And mom is like... She sees it. She sees it, but she's not like, hey, knock it the fuck off. No. She's just like, mm, don't you think you should spend time with your daughter too? Yeah, <laughs> I know? know. Like she doesn't see it as like, you clearly want to bang our niece. Which this is the other thing that's so weird is that no one seems to think it's weird that anyone there. No one's like, oh, the incest is what's wrong. Right, right. Because there's a lot of uh, like implied incest or a lot of like aspirational incest. Yeah. Because the brother wants to fuck her. And everyone's like, ooh, you have a crush on her. Right. And like they like it and they're pushing it. Right. Which happened in the book. Remember? That did happen in the book. Yeah. And then with the dad, it's not like, oh, this is oh, your Was that niece. why we were talking about like cousin fucking and then on to uh, farmers only? Probably. That's probably what led us there. Yeah. But like when the mom is like mad at the... Because if I was the mom, I'd be like, you fucking pervert. That's your yeah. fucking niece. That's your fucking niece. Her mom just died. Her mom just died. You cannot flirt with this girl. No. And you can't be feeding each other grapes in near the fridge. I mean, first of all, don't, unless it's like a child child, yeah. don't feed anyone grapes. They can they're, eat their own damn they're grapes. They're too round and small. They're too round and small. Yeah. And like, they're too like, you know what I mean? Do you ever do that? Oh, yeah. It's I the do best. that all the fucking time. We, you just, there like, are a lot of people who don't know how with, to do it. What? You hold it with your teeth and then yeah. you suck it in. But you, yeah. but you block off the back of your throat you so that to create it hits a vacuum. the back. Yes. The back. <laughs> I remember I was doing that a bunch and an ex of mine, this was a long time ago, saw me doing it and he was like oh how are you doing that and i like explained it so he's like i want to try and he goes <gasps> and i was like no <laughs> i was like you're I mean, gonna die that happened to me the first time i had uh horse cum soup <laughs> <No>! <laughs> i want to say that when we do whenever i do your podcast we're not yeah. even allowed to curse and then you come onto my podcast yeah and then i'm filthy you're f- you're a freak i am you're you know this freak. about me though that i yeah. i will go i will yeah, go as go. blue as i'm allowed yeah you will yeah you, you are good at adjusting for the room <laughs> yeah, you are right. you are and i it's to my mind the there are few rooms filthier than the teen creeps yeah teen creeps <laughs> is pretty fucking dirty yeah man. uh i think that's definitely mostly because of me uh because i am a sick freak right as well right, right. and that's why we've talked about horse come like six times yeah it won't be the last and it won't be the It'll last have, and maybe not today <laughs> <laughs> but the night is young um but yeah so uh then um there's that thing with the dance where like oh my god the dress was very funny oh this yeah and like it's one again one thing to like read it where mm-hmm. she makes this dress and like it just doesn't look good on her and then <laughs> and then uh julia takes the dress and it's like stunning and honestly the execution of this was hilarious, hilarious. so fucking funny. so funny because it it's does a different look, fabric <laughs> the dress looks like complete dog shit yeah on linda blair who's a very cute charming girl yeah very attractive, very pretty. Genuinely looks terrible in this dress. I don't they like tie it so that it like presses down on her tits yep. too hard. Yep. The the and front it has of no it, shape. No shape. It just yep. drapes down. And the front of it too, it's like uh, okay. It's like the it's like a tube top. Right. With and elastic, this, but yeah. it's the elastic's too loose. Yep. So it's just flopping. But the top the tube top is too tight. Yeah, because yep. she's tied it with the sash thing. Right. Too tight. Right. And then the rest of it is like flooping down. Yeah, it's bad. I want to tell you that today I was surfing around 
on my phone and I saw an Instagram ad for, you know, those like skirts that are like really, really like soft fabric. Sure. And they kind of like, it looks like something a fairy would wear. Uh-huh. It like is like shorter in the front and it like opens. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. Like a leaf. I get you. Uh-huh. Do you remember those skirts from like the 2000s? Sure. Yeah. I literally said out loud, not again. Because I can't, I can't, we can't have that. We can't revisit I that. I can't. Here's the thing, we have to. We ha- we have to go through we have to go through like low rise jeans and like all this but stuff that, again. It's like literally I'm like, you're not gonna look like a pretty little fairy if you wear that. Like you are gonna be wearing that with fucking flip flops. <laughs> with a weird belt over it. Of course. For some fucking reason. Right. And the belt and is too big. The belt's too big, and then you've got a fucking whale tail coming out. Yeah. I used to have one of those skirts. Actually, the color was really pretty. It was bright green. With <laughs> it was dark, good when you wore it. It, it. it was a really ugly skirt, but it was bright green with dark green stripes. Yeah. I always thought that was really pretty because green is my favorite color. And that's very like fitting with like the, the leaf-like mm-hmm. shape of it. And I would wear that mm-hmm. with, you know, those like crushed shirt, like they're like crunchy looking mm-hmm. with like the lace. So it looks like a camisole. Like, oh, yeah. Sure. Thing. Yeah. I get you. Okay. I would wear it with that. That was dusty pink. So I'd have that with my bright green skirt, pink and green. You were rocking a look. Yeah. You with, were being a pretty little flower. <laughs> with bright, bright, bright green flip-flops from Old Navy. Yeah. Horrible. And yeah, then I had my hair But they're super, like a buck 50. So. They're like a buck 50. And my hair was really long, long like it is now. My hair's quite long now, but I just got it cut. But long, long, long. But also, because I was swimming a lot, going to the beach all the time, my hair was blondish. So picture that. Me, very tan. Because uh-huh. I get tan. I get pretty dark. Sort of blondish. Pretty blonde. Like yeah. my hair was like blonde, like Ryan's hair color right now. Yeah. That pink top, bright green, bright green. I mean, it sounds like you were killing it. Horrible look. <laughs> so bad. So ugly. You know who would make that uh, look work though? Julia. Julia. Because so Julia takes that dress. All of a sudden it's fitted. Totally fitted. It's a uh, it's, it's a like different fabric. Yeah. All of a yes. Yes. And like that uh, that thing is now like that uh, sort of like sash is now like a beautiful bow. Yeah. And like and the and dress it's tied at the right tightness. Yep. Yep. It looks perfect on her. Looks great. And the reason that she's able to go to the dance instead of uh, oh yeah Rachel is that she's got hives. Rachel has hives. All, horrible looking hives all over her face. Really bad looking hives. I'm going to say something. When that doctor was like, you'll be fine in three days, I was like, um. um based on what? Also, like, what creams are you giving her? What cremes? Yeah. Because it's not, like, hives are one thing. Yeah. Right? Like, these were open sores. Yes. These were, these were like, oozing yes. sores. These are, like, when I get really bad eczema and I don't treat it. Right. And right. you just scratch and scratch and scratch. And scratch the fuck out of it. Because yeah. it's so orgasmic mm-hmm. to scratch it. Oh, scratch, 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 scratch. But. There's just no way that's going to clear up in three days. No. He no. said two to three. It, it, she's going to scar from yeah. those. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I had big open eczema e- issues on my legs when I was a kid. Yeah. Didn't know what they were. Used some steroids. That cleared up right away. Yeah, sure. And so I still have steroid cream in my uh, uh, cabinet just in case I get like a really like I have other like non-steroidal creams that. I use mm-hmm. if I have a breakout, but like if it gets really bad, then I have to use that. And it's yeah. just like literally using it for one day and it's gone because um, I don't like to use it too much because sure because of steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And then like you can become immune to it and then it like, yeah, you then, where you? Right. Then, then where are you? Then where are you? Then where are you? You may as well have a witch living with you. 
they shot everything in Hidden Hills, California. Mm. And I knew that because I saw that and I was like, that is some Calabasas looking shit <laughs> right there. Oh, speaking of things that look, eyes. What are above eyes? Eyebrows. Mom. Yes. My God. The mom on this, in this movie. Yeah. Her eyebrows So are round. So round. So big. It's like someone, first that they shaved her eyebrows. Yeah. And then- Took like a protractor, mm-hmm. stabbed her in the eye with it. Yeah, and then <laughs> and had a sharpie on the other side. They're a little draggy. They are a little draggy. They're a little draggy, but without the like refinement. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? And she w- didn't without blend. like the rest of the like accompanying yeah. makeup. Yeah, yeah. But they're so like high up and round <laughs> and go so far, so far because they go all the way down to like her cheekbone. Yeah, and she uses them a lot when she, she talks. I, how could you not? God's given you a gift. You well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a feature or a bug? Yeah, I mean, someone has given her that, and you just got to do it. You got to do you it. You got to use them. It, I also really loved the costuming in this movie. Costuming was really good. I also thought like there, there's a uh, a fight between uh, Julie and Rachel mm-hmm. at, at the end where they're in the mom's dark room because yeah. that like that's the the way that they sort of like expose her as a witch is that witches don't have reflections mm-hmm. which or, i was like we're mixing up our you know kind of vampires now but whatever um it's a fine easy like graphic way to mm-hmm. you know prove that she's uh, a witch um but so they're in a dark room so it's all like lit with this uh red light bulb and there's a lot of like crazy stuff like shelves that they can throw at each other and like it's just a fun little fight scene Uh, and like it's genuinely scary it's like yeah it's just like good it's less craven-y you know it is I also there's a car explosion (laughs) that's right because she dies she doesn't die she just is momentarily stopped right by a car explosion but I thought it was so funny that so when later you know she's she uh, engages in this car chase. She gets chased off the road. She falls off the road. Yeah. Drives into a ravine in Malibu <laughs> and then is stopped. And then now we're like, okay, we're back with the family. She's gone. And they're kind of giving us the explanation. And she's like, yeah, I knew it wasn't her because her clothes weren't fitting right and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the dad just pipes in and he's like, yeah, uh, I don't really remember anything after um, I was in. And I'm like, the no, no, no. Fucking pervo. You remember all of it. And he's also saying that because there's like a cop there with them at that yes. point. And the cop is like, oh, I guess uh, uh, it it's uh, – oh, he says something really fucking stupid about like them not having seen a picture of the girl or, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Just to kind of – Just to kind of like tie up that yeah. last little like here's maybe a plot hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's like – in the book, she is just like dead, right? Or like presumed dead. I don't think the that end. there's really an remember. epilogue where she shows up at a new house. Is there? I Not that I remember. Because she does that in this movie, right? And she's uh, she's going to be some uh, poor a child governess. Governess, and she's like, "Hello, my early." Like, it was all of a sudden she's British. Right. I was like, "Okay." I mean, I kind of want to see that movie. I kind of want to just see. I want to follow her. Forever. I want to follow her forever. I want to see like how old the dads are that she can get to yeah. uh, fall in love with her. Yeah, that dad was old. That dad was old. He's an old dad. It was really disgusting seeing. When she massaged him, I was like, that. it was actually like, I... Was that more or less erotic than when they're playing chess together? Oh, the chess, too. <laughs> She's like, shall we get back to it? Oh, yes, the, let's. W- okay, how disgusted would you be if you were Rachel and you walked in and saw 
your dad and your cousin feeding each other grapes. Because she sees it. No, she sees it and she's like, dad. <laughs> Whereas I would be like, <gasps> I'd be nonstop fucking puking. And not only because I had horse semen for dinner. So much horse semen. <laughs> you eat too much. Too much. You eat too fast. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's disgusting. And it's, you know, it's one of the things that is true in the book, too, where um, just like every Lois Duncan story, we see the end like a hundred pages before it happens, right? I mean, the second we meet her and she's yeah. being weird, you're like, that's not her. Right. <laughs> like she's there's something the wrong. She's the other one. <laughs> right? yeah. Um, and that's uh true in this movie too, where like you get ahead of the characters, you get ahead of the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just like this insane slog where like no one listens no. to Rachel. No. Um and and it's just like it's an infuriating experience to be like, I, you and me, Rachel, we get it. Yeah, no I know. one else. No one else. No one else. At least for this, it's because they are literally under witchcraft spells. Right. Right. So there's so, that. So you can, buy, but like, I, I I think the witchcraft spells are. Is she only targeting the men, or like, because the mom thinks she's sweet and nice too, right? But, I think there's like a general like. Everyone kind of likes her. Right. And then there's like And then like the seduction. boys are also horny for her. Yeah, yeah, because she seduces literally every guy. Right. Including, except for the, ba- the baby. Right. Yes. Right. The baby. And we're saying baby. He's like nine. He's, he's like eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bobby. Bobby? Why not? Yeah. Bobby can't be seduced. No. Everyone else though. Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's boyfriend. Yeah. I actually thought the moment where the brothers comforting her was sweet. When yeah. They're comforting each other about like their respective person. Right. Yes. Because so basically her brother is going to be performing at the dance. Right. And he's like, hey, since you can't go to the dance anymore, can Julie, Julie or Julia? I think it's just Julie. Can Julie go, can she use your ticket and go with Mike and then I can hang out with her at the dance and she's like I don't know I guess whatever so then that happens and then I was wrong it's Julia (laughs) Julia so then Mike comes home and he's all depressed and he catches her snooping around and she's like I'm just I couldn't sleep he's like whatever you're lying but he's in a bad mood and she's like well where's Julia and he's like I don't know I don't know, probably making out with Mike some more, making and, out with your boyfriend. I know. And then so they're both like, and then so she's like, what? And they're both sad. And he kind of hugs her for a second. He's like, it's okay. Like, like you'll get through this. You always do kind of thing. And which I thought that was a sweet moment. I, yeah. Well, it's because there aren't a lot of sweet moments. Like her. No. Uh, Julia's only other friend is the Fran Drescher character. And she's great. And I love seeing her, but she's barely in this movie. Yeah. And like it, we just could have used more like uh, a, a team like solidified together yeah. against the witch. Yeah. Um, but it's really just like a, a, a solitary venture the whole time. Yeah, she's pretty much alone. Um, dude, just the I thought that Fran Drescher was able to take such strange and interesting dialogue. Mm-hmm. I liked it mm-hmm. and make it sound so natural. Yeah, totally. Because like I remember there's a part where she's like, she's like, so what do you think of your new cousin? And both of them, both Linda Blair and her, like the scenes with just Linda Blair and uh, Fran Drescher are like Basically dynamite. perfect, yeah. Um, and she's like, she's like, yeah, I can see how she's a little absurd or something like, she says something weird like that. Yeah. And she sells it. 
my dishes are done. The dishes are done. They're clean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I really loved those scenes, and I thought, yeah, me too. I I liked their friendship too. There was a scene where the two of them are in the hospital visiting. Um, oh, the professor doctor guy, mm-hmm. uh, professor mm-hmm. uh, who's been poisoned, mm-hmm. right? Um, or witchcraft did with matter. that nasty ass root. Ew, that root looks so nasty. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, nasty root. Um, but the like the like head nurse or whatever like kind of chews out Fran Drescher for like letting him have a visitor so late or yeah. something. Um, and like seems like she fires her, but then like doesn't. Yeah, she like fakes it in front of the friend, and then when the in front of right in front Linda of Blair, Julia, yeah, yeah, and then when Linda Blair leaves or Rachel, uh. When Rachel leaves, she's like, "All right, you know, you do that again, you really will get canned." <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's it's like a it's real, um, you know, uh, like "fuck you, I quit" Twitter of yeah. like the boss trying to uh, like flex on you when you did something wrong, and yeah. then being like, "No, but I do need you to work tonight." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I thought Fran Drescher's reaction to that was so good. Like yes. the way she's looking up at her was really good. Yeah. She's a good actor. Uh, she is a good actor. Uh, this is a good movie. See it. See it? It's on Crackle. You watched it on Crackle. I watched it on Tubi. I watched Similar it on vibes. Crackle. Um, watching it on Crackle on my TV, um, my TV couldn't deal with uh, commercial breaks. Ah, what happened? Uh, it would just crash every time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just had to like turn off the TV, turn it back on. Oh my on. god, what a slog! <laughs> so it, it took a little while, but it means I didn't have to watch any of the commercials. Ah, see, I did have to sit through commercials. I watched it on Tubi. Tubi. Tubi or not Tubi? Um, but yeah, that's I crackle or not <laughs> crackle or not crackle. Um, but I would say definitely watch. I liked this movie a lot. I did too, and I liked the like environs, like the like mm-hmm. ambiance and feel of it. Partially because I am obsessed with the seventies, but well, it's so this is the this is one of those things where like watching a period piece is always fun, mm-hmm. right? And then sometimes you're just watching something that's supposed to be present day but was made 50 mm-hmm. fucking years ago. And that's exactly what this is. Like mm-hmm. this feels like watching uh you know first couple seasons Columbo, yeah. right? Or like uh, early murder she wrote and it's just like oh yeah, you're sort of incidentally in a perfect period mm-hmm. piece because it was made in that period. Mm-hmm. For that time, yeah. Yeah. It just feels so cozy. And just like the 1970s style of filmmaking I yep. really like. And yep. so it's like, I don't know. Well, there's, there's this awesome sequence at the beginning where uh, we're in the car that's about to crash. Oh, it's so scary. And it's like the, the car is like whipping around these yeah. turns in, you know, like uh, in, in the mountains of California. And like, uh, it's like... In some ways, like kind of like crappy and like hokey, but yeah. it's also like there's something very like tactile and like real about mm-hmm. it. Um, that's just so fucking great. Um, like it's it, it's such an exciting, fun way to start off a like light thriller. Like yes, yeah. and I would exactly call it this that it's a light thriller. I thought that Julia looked way cooler when she was a witch. She oh, was yeah. so cool, scary contacts, beautiful makeup. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, I was like, you should have just- contacts. If in the seventies, yeah, they're like that. Like those opaque must have scratched red. her fucking <laughs> corneas, man. Yeah, they must have sucked. It must but have been a hard time. Cool. Yeah, she looked very cool. Um, the whole time I was watching, I was like, I wonder if Linda Blair's back hurts right now because probably uh, all of her issues that she got because they were thrashing yeah. her around in Exorcist. That movie's fucked up. <laughs> When's the last time you watched The Exorcist? Many, many it's years. Probably ago. been twenty years for me. I'll watch it again. See if it's. Hits the same feels. I remember it freaking me the fuck out. 
when I, I think it. now just because horror keeps getting yeah you know more and more mm-hmm. intense it might not freak you out as much you're pro- well and also like when I watched it the first time I think I probably still believed in God at that point okay so religious so, shit scary. so religious sh- and like I always find like religious horror like creepy yeah, well, and like compelling in a way that I uh, don't necessarily always find horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even like a bad, like fucking- uh, Stigmata. That, Stigmata. I love that movie. I liked that movie. I think it's great. And also like Gabriel Byrne is like hot priest. I haven't seen it since- He's so it hot came out. in that movie. Is he really hot? Okay, I got to watch it again. He's so hot in that I movie. do like a hot priest. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was that hot priest show? Jude Law. <laughs> oh, The Young Pope? Oh. <laughs> Not hot priest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember I started watching that show and then I was like, damn, this is boring. Yeah. Because I was hoping to have more hotness. And right. there is hotness whenever Jude Law's there, but like Because Jude Law is hot in that yeah. like unsettling Killian Murphy kind of way. Right. But there wasn't enough going on. Right, right, right. You know? I, I didn't see any of it. Well. That's, I, I mean, t- to be honest, you hear uh, a title like Young Pope and like, that Pope better be young. Young, like maybe like, 15. <laughs> like, yes. We better have like a Richie Rich scenario. You know what it is? Young Sheldon. That's right. Are they ever going to do like old man Sheldon? Big Bang Theory? No, like oh, old man Sheldon. Like he's old. Yeah, like end of life. I don't think he lives. He's in like a retirement. I community. think he dies three years after Big Bang Theory ends. You think like uh, someone murders him? Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Teen Creeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, we've said all we can say. I I do think it's a good place to end the episode. Um, dead Sheldon. That's the <laughs> dead Sheldon. I like um, that. Thank you so much, Patrick, for joining me. Kelly, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. It's very good. I'm glad we got to cover the range of topics that we did. Yeah, me uh, too. And we did some good goss before. I, I, yeah, I'm, I do I'm feel having quite a great cleansed. Night. This is good. I feel I really good. Feel you gave me some advice good. that I really needed. Mm-hmm. And you gave me some perspective on something that yeah. I needed. So yeah, it, we're, feels, it feels good. We're in a good place here. Um. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Oh, you can check out the Nintendo Cartridge Society, uh, where we are putting out two episodes every week talking about Nintendo stuff. And also, uh, we launched a little Patreon where woo-hoo. we are woohoo, uh, where we are putting out bonus episodes uh, talking about the great detective shows on uh, TV. We have talked about Murder She Wrote. Yay. We've talked about Monk. We've talked about Diagnosis Murder. We're about to put out an episode about um, Psych, a show I had wow. never seen before. Um, uh, and man, Psych is a trip. You ever watched Psych? I watched an episode here and there back in the day. The like conceit is yeah. there's a dude who pretends to be psychic and he's just super observant. Yeah. Um, but he is this character, Sean, is like the most annoying human on the planet. Oh, really? Who is he played by? He's uh, the that uh, guy. Yeah. Well, actually, I didn't recognize him from anything else, and like, uh, I I learned his name for the like two hours that we were talking about the show, and now I can't remember it. Um, but it, it's like it's a thankless performance because everyone on the show thinks he's annoying. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? I thought he was a different person than he is. Ah, okay. But like he's James he's, Rodriguez. He's just got that like uh, try hard white guy energy, um, and like it's just it can be like painful to watch. But like 
I'm comforted by the fact that everyone on the show yeah. is like, this is painful to watch. But the thing that's nuts about Psyche is, uh, so he, the Sean, his dad is a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, and like his dad wants him to like straighten up and be like normal. And he's like, I'm a goofy guy who can also solve mysteries. Um, in real life, Steve Franks, the showrunner, first of all, this guy's six foot seven. He's huge. Whoa. He's a tall man. Tall. Um, and this is coming from a tall man yourself. Thank you. A tall, flexible man. Very tall, very flexible. Um, although not as tall as uh, Steve Franks. Mm. Um, Steve Franks, uh, a goofball. His dad is a cop. Is this autobiographical? It's totally autobiographical. Wow. Except instead of being a pretend psychic, he's a TV writer. Wow. So this is the kind of stuff that we get into uh, yeah. on the uh, NCS Detective Club. So if any of that sounds interesting, uh, you can check out the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Nintendo Cartridge Society. And otherwise, the podcast yeah. is there. We're putting uh, two episodes a week uh, uh, for free. So uh, join us there. Yeah, I mean, and you and Mark are so... Um, you're just such good co-hosts and you guys really well, you. make it, it the, the show feels like very homey. Yeah, we try to, I know that video games as like a subject for content online can be like gatekeepy or, yeah. uh, you know, there's so much just like insider, like knowledge and like all these weird cultures that spring up. Yeah. Out of it, and we just try to not be that as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you can feel that. Thank you. Listen to that. Subscribe. Tell everybody about it. Join their Patreon. Um, speaking of Patreon, patreon.com slash teencreeps if you like the show. Uh, we have a lot of really cool stuff on there for you. There's like mini-sodes, outside genre episodes. Uh, we just co- read Knock at the Cabin or Cabin at, Cabin at the End of the World. Cool. Dude, have you read it? No. I mean, we just, we saw the movie. Reading the book made me realize how bad the movie was. Interesting. The you would I think you would really like the book. Yeah, it was depressing as fuck, right? Weirdly, okay, it was cruel. Uh huh. It was visceral. It was so much more violent, and I know I already said cruel, but more cruel than the movie. Yeah. But left you feeling with this sense of like love and hope. Huh. It. I've never read anything like it. Because the movie goes for like a little bit of a saccharine ending that doesn't. This is the kind of ending that you would like. Yeah. Okay. I. I mean, I've. 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 I've read like the spoilers, so like I know how. And we won't spoil it here. Right. Um. But uh, I get why you can't make that movie. It's too hard, and especially, <laughs> yeah. especially, I think someone could. Right. Shyamalan I don't think not. Shyamalan could. No. Especially when you can't even have the violence on screen. Right. If you right. can't even have the violence on screen. Which I think is chicken shit move. It's chicken you, shit. I also f- I, I I sort of found it effective in the movie. Well, I think that if we need to be confronted with the cruelty of these yeah, people, yeah, I get that. We do, right? But I I have no problem with off screen violence. Yeah. I liked it in Megan M Threegan. M Threegan, what a movie! Fantastic movie, loved it. I'm so excited. There's going to be another one. I'm so excited. Um, but anyway, Patreon.com/slash Teen Creeps. <laughs> I just am plugging Paul Tremblay's stuff. I have head full of ghosts. I'm going to read it. Uh, and I'll see if Lindsay wants to cover it for uh, for the show. Come on, Lindsay. Cover it. I know. Come on, Lindsay. <laughs> um, but a spe- special personalized shout out to our Patreon producers who give it the $15 a month level. Thank you, Adam Howitz, Amanda Kay, Amy T, Ann Dwyer, Caitlin L, Carrie Ham, Charlie B, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Amana. Danny B, Drew Oranis, Ellie Lagos, Emma, Emma M, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, 
Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L., Jason H., Jeremy Kronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicic, Jesse T., Jessica Smith-Harper, Jessica Yu, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Katie Olsner, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N., Coy, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly G., Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Nor Orion, Rachel C., Rashad Black, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F., Rogue Kalehua, Sasha Gibson, Shannon P., Sylvie D., Victoria Beck, and Whitney E. Thank you very much. We really, really appreciate you. Uh, next week, um, we are covering something that is a book that <laughs> is, you know what? My schedule's crazy. I can't even look at my calendar. It's it something, and it'll be good. Mm-hmm. So, And you'll probably have a fun guest on to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So just, Sounds great. It's Fear Park 2 with... Um, Omar Najam. There you go. And that'll be really fun. Um, so we'll see you guys then. Um, thank you again to Patrick. Follow him on everything. Oh, where can people find you online? At Patrick underscore Ellers. Great. Um, so follow him on everything. Uh, listen to Nintendo Cartridge Society. We will see you guys next time. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Kelly Nugent. Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.